And welcome to Nerds of Square Circle. We are your hosts. I'm Snarf Chris. And I'm Sam Jericho. Hello, Sam. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You're doing all right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you doing, man? Good. Pretty good. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go follow us on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to post more anything of this on YouTube. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, if you're on iTunes, go leave us a five-star review. Uh, it helps us out tons. Also, if you have friends that are into wrestling or podcast, either one of those, not necessarily both, but at least one of them, tell them about the podcast. Tell them about the podcast. That would be great. Helps us grow. Helps more people find out about the podcast. So, yeah, we're a wrestling podcast. If you didn't know and this is your first time, we've been getting a lot of first-time listeners. I think we probably need to introduce ourselves. If you're part of a bigger network, somewhat nerdy podcast network i named it i never can remember the name of it <laughs> what's that trademark uh, yeah there you go just go to somewhatnerdy.com and yeah we're all part podcasts. of the that website uh, we have more podcasts out in the family and our somewhat nerdy radio and future flexibility go make sure you check out those other podcasts in the network and uh welcome thank you for joining us did you have a good good week chris you seem distressed so i finally saw star wars ah i knew there was something and, going on and i understand this now we were talking about it last week um it feels like it was so long ago that i saw it It was just it just came out last week yeah it just came out yeah this weekend was the first full weekend so and yet there's already been so much piled on talked about that it feels like it's been months just a little background on star wars we're not gonna spend a lot of time on star wars like we did last week did we talk about it a lot last week i love star wars you have yoda tattooed on your arm yeah i have i'm working on a complete star wars sleeve Mm -hmm. like 90 percent of the things in this room are star wars related and you got some Roman Reigns action figures. Uh, I love Star Wars. My daughter is actually named Padme, one of my daughters. So I'm a I'm a giant Star Wars fan. So when I say I and you can eat me alive <laughs> on it, I either saw the best Star Wars movie I have ever seen, mm-hmm. or the worst movie I have ever seen. Did you, yesterday? And did you come out of the theater kind of confused because of that? Yeah, I don't. I felt weird about it. I but it was I enjoyed it the whole time I was watching. No, no, it. I never at one time I was like, um, we want this to be over. Yeah, no, the whole time I enjoyed myself. It's just I need to see the movie a couple more times. When I when so when the first few the prequels came out, yeah, the, the the original trilogy are great. Whether or not that's because I watched them when I was three and it was part of my childhood or not. No, they're good movies. It's also because they're really yeah. good. The prequels came out also when I was a kid. And I remember being a kid watching those movies, turning to my parents in the audience a few times and being like, what is, what is, and that doesn't mean that they're all overall bad. There are good things in all of them. Um, but I never felt the whole time like I was excited, but Force Awakens and this one, the entire time I was watching, I was enjoying it. Yeah. I, like, I never felt. I, I like them. There's know? just things about the movies that I would, I would obviously want them to change. It's not really even character things. It's storytelling and story plots. Stuff like that. I like that they change things in ways that nobody thought of. Yeah. That's fine with me. So the predetermined storylines that people already had in their hands. Do we need to do are you gonna do you wanna give spoilers away from No, we're not. We're not gonna no spoilers. The movie's like literally not even a week old, so I'm not gonna ruin Star Wars for anybody. But I recommend to go see it with an open mind. With an open mind. And not predetermined storylines in your head. That's the easiest way I think to take this movie in. When it's the eighth movie in a series though it's hard to not get expectations going 
But that's the problem with especially a lot of... with expanding universe out there, yeah, and people knowing where some of these characters should be mm-hmm. at this time, and then the Star Wars not being the same universe. It's just not the yeah. It's not. It's gone. So start accepting this because this is this is what's going to happen, and they're never going to stop making the movies because it made like. Six hundred million dollars in three well, days. No. Star Wars is going to be out during Christmas for the rest of our lives. Next year, I don't think so. No, its solo movie comes out on May fourth. So yeah. that's not even next year. That's a year after. No, next year. Well, then, two thousand eighteen. Then they'll get a Boba Fett movie in or something. Next year? Yeah. No, they'll do it. There's. <laughs> they'll get it sense. in there. Okay, that's enough Star Wars talk. Go watch the movie. Um, we also watched this weekend. Mm-hmm. The Ring of Honor show, what was the... Final Battle. Ring of Honor Final Battle. Final Battle, whatever, mm-hmm. Roman numeral. Just had a New York street fight, a grudge match. Why do they call things grudge matches? Because you have to put something... Why they like to have, they have to tight. They want to title every match. And if you haven't seen it, we're going to go ahead and ruin the main event because it's the only thing I really care about. Dalton Castle run the freaking Ring of Honor heavyweight championship belt. Yeah. Congratulations, Dalton Castle. Yeah, Seriously. hell yeah. Uh, Dalton Castle is my favorite ring on on a wrestler. Yeah, like he, I, I love that dude. Yeah, like his whole entire stick. It's it's awesome. He's so not. He was such a a strange breath of air, a, a, a shift in Ring of Honor. When Dalton, I was at the show where he debuted in Tennessee. I know. And he, you talk about it a lot. It was because it was so mm-hmm. surreal. Well, they were doing a tournament. It was the beginning of the year where they have the new prospects tournament where they let right. a bunch of guys who aren't signed to Ring of Honor uh, compete in a tournament, and the winner gets a conceivable, usually a contract with Ring of Honor. And how long ago was that? This would have been in 2014, 15? Okay. Somewhere right. in there. And he... So there were a lot of guys in it. Don Castle, it's it's a four or five round tournament. Dalton Castle was in the first round and lost his first match. And out of all the guys in the tournament, he's the only one that works for Ring of Honor now. Mm-hmm. So that's a testament to how strange. But he also came out with the same gimmick with the boys and his cape and stuff like that. And it's just was not. I guess you can't say it's not Ring of Honor now because he's also a big player there. But just not obviously. They're such the a no. Belt. They are such a no nonsense kind of company so that's the or beauty of dalton castle is it's it's novelty act yeah. with being a serious wrestler well he's a he was an amateur wrestler he knows right. how to go he can he does all the great mat working and things mm-hmm. like that but his character is so over the top it's, it's, it's such an so, 80s style yeah, kind of really character is. i mean is, that's why i think he stands out to me because his wrestling actual wrestling is very old school yeah his character is super old school yeah and borderline on comedy but being serious and awesome all at the as same is, time. As is Cody Rhodes. Well, I mean, I Randy Savage was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And he yeah. was the most over, over the top. The top. Yeah. But I always took his promos and the stories he was involved in very seriously. His stuff with Macho Man, mm. with uh, with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Five, stuff with Ultimate Warrior. All He got involved in very emotional stories, despite the fact that you would look at him and think of him as such a larger-than-life, ridiculous character. And that's something that's kind of been the disconnect where people want a more reality-based, or it seems to be more reality-based type of wrestling, even though there's also the argument that wrestling, the in-ring work has been less realistic now than it ever has been. I mean, you still, all the flack people gave, the six-man, every so, time Young Bucks have so a on, match now. on the same night, it was the six-man tag team champions, uh, Adam Page, Young Bucks against Flip Jordan, 
Gordon. Flip which, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Dragon Lee, which was nice to see Dragon Lee again. Yeah. And uh, Titan? Teton. 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 I, I've seen him because I recognize the scar he's on his CMLL chest. He's a CMLL guy, so yeah, you don't yeah. watch a lot of CMLL. No, I don't. But I recognize him because of the scar on his chest. He has a big giant scar across his chest. That's yeah. why I know him. In the middle of the match, there is this drop kick segment where they're drop kicking each other, but they're missing, and they're each drop kicking each other at the same time. It starts with Matt and Dragon I think Lee. Fli- I think it's also that Flip's going, Matt Jackson's trying to kick him, and he's flipping over him. That's too. right. Yeah, yeah. He's going for That's the where kicks, it starts. He, it's the way That's he's right. avoiding the shots. So it it's super spotty. Like very choreographed, co- very but, choreographed. Well, I, you could argue all wrestling is choreographed, but it, yeah, this this feels, feels like very choreographed, which is um, what you don't want it. To, me to and feel. you watched this together. Mm, yeah, it didn't stand out in my head. No, I, I didn't, didn't like, even stop notice, and go. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, the whole entire thing goes well, on for like five named, minutes. One guy is named Flip Gordon. I wonder, I wonder what, what he, he does. does. Yeah. yeah, and then the young bucks who love him or hate him, whatever your opinion on on them is. You know their shtick by now, I imagine. So, again, nothing off the course of what they normally do. This wasn't anything out of the ordinary no. for any of these guys. So, watching the match, I never at one time was like, oh, that was really dumb. I just, it kind of was just like, was, okay, that was part of the match. Do you think that it's really dumb, though? I don't mind it. Why I don't mind it is because I was watching a Young Bucks match. Okay. And I kind of know what's going to happen in a Young Bucks match. Well, do you... So, you, you don't... Uh, We've talked about this before when with that PWG match a few months ago. Was the with the hand grenade. hand grenade thing? This is, you know, physical contact kind of spot. So it's not the same thing. That was complete farce. Right. This isn't supposed to be a farce. No. This so is, is supposed it, to is be a clever it, spot. Is it worse if because with the when the guys wrestle in PWG or what you know a few weeks ago when Macaulay Culkin was there and he right. beat up Hornswoggle? That's all intended to not be taken seriously at all arguably not even wrestling this is a, a full acknowledgement that they're just messing around and playing around this was not expressed that way this was a legit contest mm-hmm. for championship a championship match yeah, in Ring of about, Honor. yeah so does that change you what should be expected in the match regardless of, of who is involved in it no no like, i mean if joey ryan was wrestling for the ring of honor world championship should he be doing the dick flip thing kind of thing. No, I would hope somebody's smart enough not to put him in a championship match. But I'm, but I'm just But saying, if you do, you know what you're going to get. Well, I, I see Kenny Omega in New Japan is a great example of someone who wrestled a certain style, but once he moved into the main event, does not work that kind of match right. when he's in that featured match. If you're wrestling on a pay-per-view in front of a bunch of people... With a precedent, because this was like the second to last match, third to last match, something high up on the card. I'm getting myself worked up because, again, I didn't really notice it, but it wasn't... No, I had to be told to be outraged about it, you know? Yeah. I had to see the internet react to it and go, oh, look how stupid this is. I I had to see guys in UFC say, oh, this is why nobody watches y'all. Yeah. I had to watch Jim Carnett say that all these people need to be shot. Yeah. I had to listen to... Vince Russo. Yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince Russo. Say this is the worst thing ever. Coming out of his mouth, that means nothing, but... Well, yeah. I, I saw Matt Jackson respond to Russo saying this is coming from the guy Yeah, who, Viagra on the Viagra stick. Viagra from... But it's... The point, though, is that if you have a Viagra on a pull match, but the guys in the ring reaching up for that look like they're really giving each other shots, it's different than... The point being that you're not you're exposing and not protecting the business if when you do something it leads to guys in 
quote unquote legit matches right talking that's why you don't do this kind of thing but that's an idealist logical thing the the jacksons wrestle in a in a we wrestle for smart fans who get wrestling and they're not interested in wrestling for anybody like that they're not wrestling for casual fans they're doing it for the people who get what wrestling is and are just taking them on a fun ride the problem is that Wrestling is more than just for the core audience. It's the same with Star Wars. You can't make a Star Wars. The people who a lot of people that are complaining about Star Wars are complaining about there's no explanation for this, or this doesn't make sense with that, or this doesn't wouldn't do that. When those are all problems that anyone who doesn't know about the lore of Star Wars wouldn't have any idea about, and they want it to be for them. When no company should be making anything just for this small section you want to make it for everybody else and if you put something on pay-per-view and it, well they and did it, that they had a whole pay-per-view for everybody else but the, but do you think that that's okay that have a match kind of almost as a singularity outside of it almost like this doesn't go with the rest of these things yeah but because this wasn't fine to me i didn't watch that and say it was over the top Okay. I was just like, it's a stupid spot. Okay, there you go. Move on through your life. Yeah, but you don't take, you don't get offended by most things. I don't. So, <laughs> if I know? like something, I shouldn't be offended by. It. I don't see the reason to be offended by it. Well, it... the crowd loved it. I saw it as just a part of the match. Yeah. Move on with your life. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't understand. I do understand that the like out this. the outrage seems like it's just something that you're you're putting on it, but. I understand the concern. It's it's a weird thing where wrestling feels like it's either it's sinking and growing exponentially at the mm-hmm. same time, which is such a weird yeah. sensation to feel like the business is dying, the business is killing people, and yet at the same time, other people are putting it like it's never been hotter, it's never been better, it's never it's been growing bigger than it's ever been. And I don't understand how those two ideals can be happening at the same time. Like, how can this be killing the business when they're saying that if they're the Bullet Club wants to do the, what a ten thousand seat show mm-hmm. and they you know, we'll see if they do it. But if and they, they do it, does that in does if the if Cody Rose and the and the the Young Bucks can can put on a just them promoting a ten thousand seat show and sell it out? If they do that, does that make them right? Well, I don't think this is a a, a right or wrong thing. No, if you're into this type of wrestling, you know where to find it. Mm-hmm. It's a type of wrestling. It's just like genres of music. That's where like, that's, that's the kind that's of thing. That's how I feel about it. I, that's how I look at it, at least. I but I get the the perspective that it's like the when you make there there are artists there are musicians that have songs where there aren't any keys, mm-hmm. where there's just silence. They release a track and it's just a, a three three minutes and forty five seconds of silence. Is that a song? That's an argumentable thing, and I think it's a positive thing, even if there's tension around it. That wrestling has been around long enough and has gotten to a level where you can start to make arguments of variety or taste or genres within wrestling, even though that's always going to upset the establishment that came before, you know? This is kind of how I feel about it. People outside of the business, I'm talking about not fans, not wrestlers, are never going to understand wrestling at all. So David Cornier, which is the uh, light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. of ufc uh he was the i think the guy that started all this stuff that guy's never going to understand wrestling he's never going to understand his basic wrestling but they use this to start jumping on to wrestling like that's true this is the fake stuff well yeah this is why it's fake look at this but there's the argument is whether or not you should try to to accept that defeat i think 
from a Jim Cornette's perspective, the idea is to push the business and protect the business mm. so that that, that A, doesn't ever business. happen, yeah. and B, to never truly believe that other people won't ever get it, to keep pushing it, to try and get that guy who said this is fake to go, no, it's not, and you're not getting it, and to keep pushing at them, which is something that I get, but then I also get the side of people being tired of hearing that for so long that they just go, F- it. We're just going to do our own thing, and I don't care if you get it or not, or if you think that it's fake or not, or whatever. We're going to do whatever we feel like doing. So it's kind of an anarchist versus status quo approach to things. And I don't know which side. Like, I get both sides, you know? I get the Jim Cornette side. Because I personally, I've said this before on the podcast, I don't like the way the in. I've never been a big fan of the Young Bucks in ring style. Mm-hmm. I love when I go to the shows and I see them. Every time I'm at a event and the young bucks come out i get caught up in the atmosphere i they're very charismatic i love watching their matches from that perspective but watching it at home from a wrestling fan's perspective of watching and always they always take me out of it almost exclusively because of things like this because it it, i can see the guy ducking or getting ready to jump up before the guy does it i don't i notice all those little things and that completely takes me out of it and that's from a hardcore wrestling fan let alone if you were somebody who was just watching it on TV. You know, you want to be able to put on a show that if somebody comes over to your house and you put it on for them, they see it and they like it, and then they go and they tell somebody else, and then they order it on pay-per-view the next time, whether you do or not. Well, I don't think everybody, just even uh, a casual, would hate stuff like that. It's well, fun. No. Well, yeah. And that's what wrestling's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. So everything doesn't have to look like a giant fight. The stuff that's fun can still also bring in people that aren't into wrestling. Yeah, but it's about it that's the di- that's the problem is that the the people who are saying this is fake is an ex- is a example of how people don't even realize that we realize it's fake. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that you're saying that at all implies that you don't realize that everybody's hip to the game. So that's the point is that if you're performing at a level where you're not even trying to hide it, but at a level where people still think that Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, because they're still talking about it. it. Means that we're still in a in a in a world where you should be able to sell it, because there's still people that still buy it that way. And to not just all hold hands and go, we get it, it's not real. You know, like it's a it, it is disrespectful to the art form in that it's supposed to be wrestling in that we know what we're doing, but you're not supposed to know that in the audience, even though everyone in the audience does know no. it. Yeah. it's like we it's like we're all hip to the same secret we're all pretend like it's not true and that goes for the wrestlers themselves the rest the audience's part is to go to suspend my belief but the wrestler's job is to suspend your belief whether you want to or not to have you in the audience like well i thought i knew but that looked real you know to keep doing that and the young bucks don't apply that logic to the way they form their matches at all so i get that i get that sentiment or the i get the hate on it but at the same time it's been around for so long now i don't know what we're supposed to do about it other than just see a match and complain about it i don't know what that does i feel like that doesn't help at all it doesn't help the whole thing is you going online and complaining about everybody you think the young bucks are going to stop doing it no i mean you know. their response to that was like man how are we going to get 30 people to uh, do drop kick spots in our next match yeah right so exactly so because that's what i'm saying because they're such anarchists which i love about it and the idea of either Jim Cornette, which no one thinks he, he he's either A, really wants people to get together and kill these people, which I don't think is a, is a positive sentiment about anything, regardless of what you're doing. But I think that's what he kind of believes, oh, you know. Or 
you feel that way, even though you don't actually want that to happen, and, and nothing's being done. Like, I don't know what the solution is if either on either then side. It's, there, there is no solution. That's, that's the key point of why this is a useless conversation. Not well, between us, between the people that are debating if this is wrestling or not. It's not going away. More stuff like this keeps happening because these people continue to make money. And as soon as they stop making money, guess what? They would stop doing this. Yeah. So that's a pure example of why you know it's working because they, Young Bucks are making probably a million dollars this year yeah. by themselves. Well, yeah. Well, that's true. But I mean, Jumanji's probably going to make a lot of money too, but that doesn't mean that that means they should just keep making movies like that. In Actually, my I really want to see Jumanji. God damn it. <laughs> but you but you will get what I'm saying. You know? So talking about stuff that's like looks really real, real before we go into the break, uh, I've been watching the Tanahashi and Nakamura series yeah. of matches. From like years ago. From years ago. From yeah. like 06, I think, yeah. their first match. So they have the whole series, and you can kind of see the progression of uh, Nakamura become Nakamura. Yeah. Which is really weird. Is this? Are you watching? Are you actually on New Japan World, or are you just yeah, watching? New Japan World? Yeah. So yeah, no series of matches. It's like watching those two guys in their their prime. Yeah. Even though I, th- I think you know Tanahashi can probably still go like this. Nakamura is not allowed to go like this anymore. Beat the hell out of each other. Well, Nakamura was a trained yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah I know that it's, it's so fascinating. Sweet. I've never thought about this that aspect of it that you've got the young bucks who have have this kind of polarizing energy to them. With the, you know, quote unquote flippy shit, which is what everyone throws, mm-hmm. in, which is the same thing with the with the Willow spray ricochet stuff, yeah. which was also in New Japan. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, no pun intended, the they also have the Nakamura's and the Tanahashi's and the Shibata's, where I would argue that's not wrestling either because they're really hurting each other. Well, I mean, not wrestling hurts each, you know, but they're they're gonna cripple each other if they don't let up. And they have. Shibata. Shibata is gone now because of wrestling style in New Japan. So. And then I guess somewhere in the middle is WWE? I guess. You don't want to go too far to the left. You don't want to go too to the right. You want to find that nice, sweet. I recommend. So in the the show notes page on somewhenary.com, I'm going to put the flippy shit that happened on Ring of Honor this weekend if I find the video somewhere. Watch it. it. Let us know what you think in the comments section below that. Um, and then I highly recommend go on YouTube and put in Nakamura and Tanahashi. No, go get the go to get the network. Oh, do go get the network because I mean, if you order it right now, you can. Um, not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> um, go uh, watch Wrestle Kingdom, which yeah. is probably be it's a couple, couple, weeks. A couple weeks, weeks from now. And the next yeah. time we do a podcast, so we'll yeah. do our picks for that. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about Clash of. The champion, no, Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. And then we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown from this week. So, be right back. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. 
Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And we're back, I guess. Uh, Clash of Champions happened this weekend, also at the top of the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. And the Ring of Honor show was way better, as usual. I don't know if I'd say it was way better. It, it, I like that Dalton Castle won the title. I do, too. The rest of the pay-per-view is kind of And whatever. I really like Ring of Honor. I just... There's something about WWE lately where I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, this is good, but I don't care. And I don't know why. So this pay-per-view was full of that. It was yeah. full of like, yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, I'm, I was watching it live and turned it off because Did I was you? with a bunch of people and the conversation we were talking about became independent of the show. And then I noticed that we weren't watching the show and I started it over and then the same thing happened. So it always happened around the Charlotte Italian match, which was not good. That no, was, it was that not, was, it was they good. didn't have enough, they don't have enough women to do lumberjacks, I think was part of the problem. It was, and this it, story just got in the way of the match. Yeah, like, the, it, it, it never needed to be a, like, here's, here's the problem. So they made this match because people kept jumping in on this match that they've had for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So they fixed that by putting everybody ringside. That's, it makes, it should have been a cage match. And yeah, to keep everybody away. Like yeah, that. that's, that's fine. Don't, it never made any sense that it was a. And on top of that, it made Natalia look really stupid. So she couldn't beat somebody that got the shit kicked out of them the whole entire match. That's how. That's that's baby faces. That's though. so. St- it's, it's very stupid. And then she had that. Did it made, sh- but it you're you're concentrating on how bad it made. Yeah, Natalia. It didn't and make that's Charlotte what a lot look of people any did. better. I thought it made it made Charlotte. When you're looking at a match and you go, well, obviously Charlotte's going to win. That means that they made her look great and then what was the promo that she gave natalia oh, yeah. i don't know what about the so there the but like the, the first match the triple threat match was good i thought didn't need didn't surprise actually su- this, was surprisingly good this I was think. really good yeah. in um baron corbin, corbin is good in triple threat matches he, he is you know why he has it like a slower pace mm-hmm. and he can slow down the parts when they're doing really cool stuff yeah he comes in and breaks it up the energy it's almost of... like he is the rest hold of the mat. <laughs> God, yeah. It's true, but that though. Is, but, but he balances out. He, he His energy balances. When he's one-on-one, his style is so plodding, which is not a bad thing. It's not. It would work better if they let him win more because no one feels anything is strong coming from him because he never wins. You and can't... he got pinned, too. Huh? And he got pinned, yeah. yeah. I like the that they're going with more of a he'll just whine and complain. They've been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. No, but this match was good. This was a solid match. And then Dolph Ziggler won, and then dropped the belt on SmackDown. Yeah, and what's that away. about? He's quitting. He, he got his. Sm- he lost his smile. He lost his smile. Oh, he's just ripping everything. Don't say that. So now, <laughs> well, it was sad that the audience basically reacted the way he was saying, which is, yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. He didn't get a na na na. He didn't get a don't go. Nope. He didn't, he didn't get, get, get any booze. He didn't get anything. He got a, a confused audience of what the hell's going on, or I don't really care. 
which so plays into the story. You think he's really quitting, can. or you think that story? Well, the contract is supposed to be coming up anyway, so and I he's don't been know. hitting at it heavy, heavy, heavy. So I don't know what they would do with him anywhere else. Any, and there's no reason for me to believe that they would do anything more with him in WWE. In WWE, and he can go somewhere. As a oh, ring he can of honor. he'll be great anywhere yeah. else. That was so when he was doing the whole. I know what I got to do to get over gimmick a few months ago, and it turned to where he just started doing different people's entrances. I thought for sure he was going to go to NXT, mm-hmm. and the because I thought that would work, where he comes in as a super heel, where he thinks he's better than everyone in NXT because he was a WWE superstar and a former world champion, but he's just doing that to become an NXT alum because he feels that's what you need to have mm-hmm. to be the big star, just like yeah, Bobby yeah. Roode and Nakamura and all these people that came up and beat him on the main roster. Seemed like a a makes sense story so of course it didn't happen so Dolph's gone and then the I I really this whole show was there was one there's the Mojo Zack Ryder match on the pre-show yeah and then the main event so the whole show was a lot of multi-man matches and the whatever you call that fatal four-way tag team match had they ever done a match like that before where there's four guys all in the ring at the same time so they're the, it's yet another match on this pay-per-view that the rules, like the stipulation, was so dumb that it took away from the match. So it was a no-DQ match. All matches with more than two people in are always going to be no-DQ. Okay, then why would anybody wait to be tagged in? That's a good point. They do that all the time, though. So There's a big joke about that Shield Evolution match where it was, it was no-holds-barred, and they wrestled like a straight-up tag team for like 15 minutes yeah. and then all of a sudden it's as if they all remembered oh yeah we don't have I mean, to do this that one, and then this one attacked. broke down at the end yeah but the first like five minutes of it 10 minutes of it whatever how long it was they're waiting to get tacked in and then they had to say it they said it like halfway through the match oh this is no dq match they can't get counted out or anything like that well, it was you, like then why in hell why isn't xavier woods in there now you're operating under the impression that wrestlers themselves in wwe have any awareness of the previous history of of wwe you don't know that if you're a wrestler and someone's music plays it's the most shocking thing ever and you have to stop everything that you're doing in the middle of the ring to get up and look at the stage even though there's a guy trying to beat you right behind you they'll always pin you all kinds of stuff so then so why would they know why would they think that you're supposed to be trying to follow the rules until eventually you go okay i I can't i can't follow the rules no more this match was fine. Uh, the, the beginning of it's terrible. The whole setting up of everything. It looked like there was two but, separate matches. But see, going I on. really liked this match though. I liked. I loved all the stuff with Chad Gable. The last like five minutes of the match, mm-hmm. the false finishes and the build up to the end was awesome. And Rusev being the most over thing. And Rusev, they put the belt on him right, right? now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big Rusev fan, and I'm finally glad that he's getting over. It. And they're allowing him to be funny too, because he is funny. Well, it's ironically, while I was watching it, they're doing Aiden singing the 12 Days of Rousseau. Right. And he's and then at the end, he's, you know, freaking out and beating his chest in rhythm to the audience chanting Rousseau Day. And someone next to me goes, it's a shame that they had to put like a gimmick on Rousseau, like a, like a singing thing. He's like the new Santino Morella. And I went, wow, thanks for taking all the wind out of my sails because I was just about to talk about how great this was. I like it. I don't care. I like it too. So, Bludgeon Brothers versus Brizingo. Squash match that I knew it was going to be. Well, yeah. Okay. I love the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, I don't know. I no? love Luke Luke, uh, Luke Harper. Luke Harper is... is so much better than what they're doing with him. Yeah. But I do like 
I've always liked the dynamic of them together. They're a good parent. It's fine. They have good chemistry. I'm more interested to see what they do with them, I guess. So I'm waiting. They'll lose to the Usos. But the last time when the when the when they were the Wide family, they had a rivalry with the Usos years ago. That was awesome. They had a two or three falls match. It was one of my favorite two or three falls matches in terms of well, a lower card what style. What are you talking about? The Bludgeon Brothers are brand new. Oh, okay. You're gonna, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and call this the lowest point of the whole entire pay-per-view. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Nakamura and How Randy Orton. How can you Orton. say that? Why, uh, was, why was this anything beyond what you thought it was you, going you, to be? You know what? You're right. I should have walked into this already disappointed. Did you not see SummerSlam with AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and the whole... He, uh, there was the McMahon in the ring. If you didn't think that the whole story was going to be about the special guest referee... Yeah, that's... You know, z- the two referees. Referees. Yeah. Um, and did Daniel Bryan take a bump in this? He kind of fell did on he? Shane. He fell, yeah, he he fell kinda, on he fell. Shane. Yeah. Anyway, at the beginning of the pay-per-view, they, they're a behind-the-scenes segment about how they're like, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to figure out all the rules. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the ring and nobody knows what the rules are. Well, clearly, the other things happened. They didn't get together before the match happened. Emotions were were at a fever pitch, Chris, because Shane does not like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He, and Daniel yeah, Bryan that's the story. doesn't want Shane to fire these guys just because he doesn't like them. That being said, because though. he remembers when someone wanted to fire him because he was just a B plus player. I like that. I like the story between Shane and Daniel. It's just you have a match with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Randy Orton, and nobody and what they're cares doing, about nobody, them. Nobody knows. Nobody. It's cares. all because of Daniel Bryan and Shane. That's what everybody cares about right now. It's weird. Whenever you have a match like the Stone Cold Bret Hart I Quit match from no submission match from. WrestleMania, Ken Shamrock is the special guest referee in that oh, match. That's right. Yeah. And nobody remembers that because the match is so good. But then when you think about that and you don't notice the referee, you think, well, then what was the point of having a special guest referee? But then if you notice the referee, then it really takes away. It's kind of a lose-lose. You know, it's supposed to spark interest in the match. But every time Stone Cold Steve Austin was a special guest referee, all I ever thought was he has to be there because no one cares about this match unless, he's, unless there. he's there. This was not one of those things. This should not have had to have that no. kind of thing. For, for one thing, Nakamura looked awesome in this match. Yeah. He did awesome. I like that they didn't really talk about They talked about it more on SmackDown uh, on Tuesday. The history between Nakamura and Sami Zayn from their NXT match. Mm-hmm. And they worked each other more than anybody else in the, in the yeah, in the course of the match, which yeah, was good. One of the best matches from last year. So, I don't understand why when Kevin did the big frog splash onto the announce table, which was great, that he wasn't disqualified. There was a lot of, again, I don't understand, but it's what happened. You know, same with Star Wars. It's whatever happened happened. You just have to kind of accept it, and you don't have to rewatch it if you don't want to. I'm gonna go see Star Wars like three more times in yeah. theaters, which you're so. probably not gonna ever rewatch this show. Would you ever rewatch no. the show? Is there anything on the show where you would how? Does, does that feel like that's kind of been... Because Survivor Series I thought was really good, but I don't feel like I want to ever re-watch it. Maybe the AJ Styles Brock Lesnar match. Uh, I would re-watch that. And The Shield. When I think about it, it's eh, uh, some okay. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So let's, speaking of AJ, we're going to call AJ uh, um, the MVP of bumping on this show because yeah. he got tossed around by Jinder Mahal. He made Jinder look well, awesome. Well, it was his match with him in, on SmackDown when he won the belt was mm-hmm. same way it was, yeah. it was the the whole show was so chaotic it made the main event where it was so slow paced it was so old school feel it felt like a main event it's what i i felt that way about jinder when he was having those matches with randy orton 
all three of his main events, even including the ridiculous Punjabi prison match, felt like an old school, the heavyweight title match. Yeah. Where the story of the match is who's going to win the belt. And you don't have to put a lot of flash into the match itself to get that point across. When he started fighting Nakamura, it was different because everyone wanted Nakamura to win. And the matches, the story themselves weren't nearly as strong as the ones he was telling with Randy Orton. His, his chemistry with AJ has been a lot better. I don't know if gender would have been any good with Brock Lesnar or not. but I don't think so. But I don't... It's, it's amazing how... His stuff with AJ kind of makes you feel almost a little bad that you know that you know he's going down to the bottom. Yeah, after this. I, I mean, I don't know what else they're going to do with him, but he's going to do something where... I don't know. This it, match made him still look strong. Yeah, but... But why? What no, are they yeah, going to... I mean, happen. literally, what are they going to do with him next? I don't know. Yeah. They can put the belt back on sign. him. He can move up to... Who has the United States belt right now? Be, well, no one. Dolph Ziggler or no Oh, one. yeah, that's right. That's a terrible sign that we literally just talked about him about winning that. the U.S. title, and you were going, I don't even know who has that belt. I don't even know. Uh, poor Dolph. And we're just going to bypass talking about Jinder's weird nipples and stuff like that that I've been you, seeing why online. Did you bring, who's talking about who, Are people talking about that? Yeah, he has some kind of weird nipple thing. What? It looks like he has, like, I don't want, you like just said, weird, you know, I don't want to talk weird. about it. Go look up the picture people's online. People's weird things with people's anatomy. Do you want to talk about okay, what so, happened on Raw the so next So Raw, the, the biggest thing, the two biggest things I, I, I like kind of stand on my head. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Dean Ambrose hurt his arm. He's got out for six months. Which is... It, it looked like show, but I think he got hurt before and they just kind of did storyline-wise so they can take him it out was, of the show. His elbow has been wrapped up for a yeah. while now, actually. Yeah. It's, it's since November. Since back right after the TLC match, even. He's been really heavily taping up that so maybe it's a nagging thing and they're just finally like you have to do something like you need now. to do something now. so they put it into the storyline where uh, he was hurt by the bar and um samoa joe yeah. so they just can't keep the shield back no and <laughs> they can't stay healthy or yeah healthy yeah, i was about to say clean because but that's not One why was always getting hurt or injured or sick and then um, JoJo probably much. the wow nice the biggest news of the week probably in wrestling or wwe at least is there's gonna be a women's Royal Rumble match that we all knew about. <laughs> so. Yeah. I keep seeing mock pictures where they have Ronda uh, Rousey in the background, but it looks so legit. Like, is this this isn't real. Yeah, I've seen like the Bella Twins. They wouldn't Twins reveal her in the on. background. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's probably going to be in it. But I think she's my... I think she's going to win it. Oh, really? You think so? She debuts and she wins the Royal Rumble. That's what I do. That's what yeah, I would... That's, that's who I'd that's, pick to win. That's probably right. And then you have her fight Charlotte. Unless they're going to do... The four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen at WrestleMania. Which then seems to be the, the plan right now. And she can't win if that happens. And then it has to be somebody else and they'll fight Alexa Bliss instead. Which right. is fine. Maybe it'll be Nia Jax and she can fight Alexa Bliss and they can do that finally on a big stage. Sure. That would work. And there's, Nia Jax should be a threat to and win. There's kind of I'm like, excited about it. They yeah, can bring yeah, up I'm all excited. the Mae Young classic women. They can and bring there's some, some old people. people. So like Trish Status is rumored right now. Yeah, that'd Lita, be so great. Lita. Stuff like that. So. so yeah, it's very interesting. I saw someone immediately... Stephanie McMahon. Oh, my God. You forgot don't about even, her? Don't even joke about that. <laughs> I don't like that she has to put her... I don't like how they put whoever is announcing the announcement as the biggest thing part of it. I don't... I, I It does make sense for her to come do it because they've set it's precedence th- with it. Are they doing 30 people? They haven't announced any like of Like the numbers, kind of right? Yet. They haven't announced the numbers. They haven't announced if it's going to be over the top rope. I assume... It's gonna ha- it's gonna be what the Royal Rumble will be four hours and they'll have a men's Royal Rumble, they'll have a women's Royal Rumble, and then two title so matches. So in the second hour, it would probably be. I don't know. Match. We'll see. They'll probably if it if they're gonna do two Rumbles, they'll probably do the women's one first. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then some normal matches, and then and then the Royal Rumble will be at the end, the real one, don't the one that matters. <laughs> I'm actually, honestly, no, I'm excited about I'm, it. I'm very excited about the possibilities that this match um, can have. The possibilities of it being awesome, but there's also the possibilities of it being unwatchable at the same time. Why would it be unwatchable? Because there's a bunch of women in the match. What is that? Oh my god, <laughs> that is the most sexist thing you've said on this show. I'm, I, jo- I'm joking. But I hate I'm that. Like, like someone just said, I, I saw someone's like, you think it's going to be like, is it going to be top rope? And it's not a bad question because oftentimes when WWE makes rumble, mat- like battle royals of women, they just have to get thrown out of the ring. They don't yeah, have to go yeah, to the top yeah. rope. But I have always thought that was stupid because. That is stupid. It the, needs to be the top ring rope. rope it's isn't rumble. that high. And it's not like, it's so, it's so demeaning to be like, well, we'll just let you roll out because I know you guys can't get over it's that. It's demeaning like, to, what's, right. What is wrong with especially you guys? The, the caliber of wrestlers that they have in WWE right especially now. Especially right now. Yeah. yeah. So don't, don't, don't I mean, dumb ever, down the roll rumble. All these women have trained their ass off. They're all in great shape. They all know how to bump. They're all wrestlers. Mm-hmm. If you're a wrestler and you've trained to be a wrestler, you can be thrown over the top rope. I don't care unless if they you're... put like Sable in this match or something like that. No, she. It might not look, you know, the best for some of the older ones that are arguably maybe out of shape or not. But I mean, even when they do that in the Royal Rumble, if you have an older veteran come in, they did it with Jimmy Snuka and and Roddy Piper when in two thousand eight, where they both t- went over the top and it looked really bad because they just weren't used to taking bump off the top row so i was joking i'm really looking forward to it i i, I can't wait to see it um so who's your who's your, who's your early pick to win i don't know I i'm don't picking know. nia Jax. is ronda rousey's in it i'm picking her yeah that's a good pick or Shana if Baszler. uh nikki bella's in it i'm picking her oh my god no nikki bella's gonna replace whoever whenever shane mcmahon critically injures daniel bryan or vice versa she'll take over smack that's out. never gonna happen that will happen. Oh, no. If you haven't seen Nikki Bella in a pantsuit making matches on SmackDown by this time a year from now, I will give you, like, my last paycheck or something. <laughs> I don't know. What, whatever you want. What's the bet? What happened on SmackDown that mattered? Nothing. They phoned Nothing, it no. in. It's it's December. Yeah, Christmas is on is. Monday. Merry Christmas, everybody. No uh, one's paying attention. John Cena's going to be on Raw on Christmas because he doesn't care about family. And it's just a weird time... For television in general, most seasons take a season break for December. They they have their last show at the very end of November, and then they don't come back until January or February. WWE doesn't do that, so instead they kind of phone in some... Because they don't want to make anything too monumental happen, because they are afraid that no one's paying attention. And it's why they can experiment with doing things that... Like the Women's Royal Rumble, which is very not par for the course... But it's a great time to make that kind of announcement because it keeps people talking about it. But it's like a buzz thing. It's not an actual... Nothing actually happened. They just announced something. Um, Like Sam said, Merry Christmas. Um, We're probably not going to have a podcast on Christmas week. But we'll return in the new year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll do our predictions about uh, New Japan on the next show. And give our favorite matches of the year. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. It's going to be a good show. Uh, So pretty important show for the next one. And we all kind of glossed over it on the last podcast. The last podcast was our 50th episode. Has it been that many episodes? Wow. We've been doing it a little over a year. We missed a few here and there. 50 episodes. Wow. What's been the best episode? Everyone that I've been on? Yeah. They're all about the equal. Yeah. The ones where I'm not on and aren't very good. You're not on two of them, I think. I know. Those were terrible. Terrible. Um, So, yeah. We're going to return in the new year in 2018. Thank you for giving us a great... 2017 was so short. (laughs) 
thank you for giving us a great 2017 we have grown as a podcast way bigger than we ever thought the podcast can get uh, thank you for continuing to listen thank you for continuing telling your friends go subscribe on itunes uh also go check out the podcast on someone thank you for all those guys over there that listen to the podcast and help promote the podcast uh go check out the other shows in the somewhat nerdy podcast network uh someone nerdy radio and future flexes billion and uh that's been our year thank you nerds thank it's you, been sam. a very nerdy year thank, thank you chris thank you sam it's been fun you know i've been a little down since james ellsworth left but some picking up some steam i need to pick somebody new to to pick on now that james is gone we'll find out who that is soon (laughs) i'm sure wwe will give you some money pretty soon so we'll see you in the new year we have been your host i am snarf chris and i'm sam jericho thank y'all merry christmas